Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's episode, we'll be traveling back in time to the 1990s and discussing one of the most unusual beverages ever to be neglected on store shelves. It's called Orbits. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening and welcome to the Gone Show. Tonight, my guests are Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. It's my pleasure to be here. John Mad Jack Mitten, who passed away in the United Kingdom in 1834 and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. New, no, the pleasure is all mine. And returning guest, Stanislaw Kapustin, a cosmonaut who was also a member of a still classified project of the Soviet space program. Don't be here for Mother Russia and myself. It is good to be back. We haven't seen you since our series premiere, Stanislaw. How have you been? Stanislaw Kapustin has been consulting. Uh, good for you. You shouldn't be ashamed to receive counseling. No, not counseling, consulting. Oh. And who have you been a consultant for? Stanislaw Kapustin has been using his experiences with the Soviet space program to assist his brother with the selling of Matryoshka dolls that he purchased in bulk. And let me tell you, having some extra rubles to put under my slip number bed has been very nice. Haven't you ever heard of a bank? Stanislaw Kapustin has heard of banks. That is why he puts money under his bed. Well, I'm sure that you're being the best consultant that you can be. Thank you. Now, on to tonight's topic. I'm asking all of you Gen Xers and Millennials to close your eyes and imagine yourselves back in 1997. Back to the beverage aisle of your favorite supermarket. Are you there? Good. Now, remember, don't spend too long at the grocery store. You have to be home in time to watch another television special on Princess Diana. Now, after you take one last look around, open your eyes and see if you remember this. Great gherkins. I'd say I'm frightened to death, but... It appears to be not of this world. Stanislaw, I suppose you're close. It's from Canada. And this beverage with colorful globules that make it look like a lava lamp is called Orbits. And people drank this? Yeah, that was the idea, at least. Much to my chagrin, I never put much stock in spiritualists, mediums, and the like. But I have to ask, was this potation created with the aid of witchcraft? Not to my knowledge. It was made by the Clearly Food and Beverage Company of Canada. I believe you, but for the moment, I'll reserve judgment. When confronted by something as astounding as this, it is incredibly easy to turn to the likes of Baba Yaga for answers. But Stanislaw Kapustin has learned that everything can be explained scientifically. Despite the fact that wearing a helmet gives you credibility, I still think that a satanic blood pact was part of the creation of this thing. Uh, Stanislaw, did you say Baba Yaga, or did you sneeze? Stanislaw Kapustin said Baba Yaga. She's a witch from Slovak folklore. 
She is said to live in the forest, inside of a hut that is held up by chicken legs. Oh, well, God bless you just the same. Thank you. You know, I've never known a witch named Baba, but for a short while I lived in an apartment a few doors down from a witch named Babs. A witch named Babs? Yes, it happened a long time ago, but I still remember it as if it happened yesterday. I had just returned to my apartment from a long day at the office, and I was trying to get some shut-eye when the song Buttons and Bows by Dinah Shore made me bolt out of bed. In fact, it was being played so loudly, the sound somehow managed to loosen the necktie I had on when I fell asleep. Stanislaw Kapustin is not familiar with the song Buttons and Boss. It reached number one that year, 1949. And it's a perfectly nice little tune, but only when played at a reasonable volume during a reasonable time of day. So I got out of bed, made my way down the hall, and knocked on the door to the apartment wherein the music was being played. Uh, do you mind if I use the word wherein? Uh, no. I had barely stopped knocking on the door when it swung open, and there, standing in the doorway, was an attractive brunette dressed in black, wearing a pointy black hat and holding a martini glass. Was it Halloween? It was the end of May. Anyway, we stared at each other until finally I asked her if she wouldn't mind turning down the music. She ignored me and asked if I wanted a drink. I looked at the glass she was holding and noticed things floating in it. Not unlike the things floating in that beverage you have there. What is it you're drinking? I asked. She looked at her drink and then at me, before swallowing all contents of the glass in one quick motion. Then, looking back at me, she said, A martini with tadpoles. Before I could say anything else, she let the martini glass fall to the floor and began to walk backward. And she kept walking backward until she came to a window and jumped backward out of it. On what floor did you live? The twelfth. I rushed over to the window and looked down at the sidewalk, but there was nothing there. I even went outside and walked around the entire building, but there was nothing there. Did you ever see her again? No. But, before I moved on more than one occasion, I was awoken by the loud sound of buttons and bows being played. The woman who can defy gravity likes to drink and isn't afraid of frogs. 
Is it wrong for me to be a little aroused? John, would it matter to you if it was wrong? We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. How many times has this happened to you? You're reading a book when, all of a sudden, something comes up and you have to stop reading, but you don't have a bookmark. What do you do? Dog ear the page like an animal? Use a scrap piece of paper to mark your spot like an animal? Remember where you left off like an animal? No, of course not, because you're not an animal. You're a human being with opposable thumbs and a soul. And that's why you need the SmartMark app for Android and iPhone. The SmartMark app works in unison with your cellular phone's camera. Simply use the app to take a picture of the last page you've read, and that picture will be automatically saved to your phone. Pretty great, right? Well, the app isn't done yet. Before SmartMark saves the picture to your phone, the app automatically crops the picture to a size of 2 inches by 6 inches. That's right, 2 inches by 6 inches, one of the most popular dimensions of a traditional paper bookmark. Don't turn every story into a cliffhanger. Purchase the SmartMark app from the App Store and Google Play today. SmartMark, another brilliant app designed by Stupid Dolphin Technologies. Stupid Dolphin Technologies, designing better stuff for humans because we're better than animals. In the world of the written word, there are novels. And then there's QWERTY, the new bestseller by Dan Cream. Set in the unforgiving landscape of a small town in Alaska, QWERTY tells the story of a young girl being raised alone by her widowed father. That girl's name is QWERTY. And the only thing that QWERTY wants, almost as much as her dead mother back in her life, is a mechanical keyboard. But QWERTY's father, devastated by the loss of his wife, is a simple cobbler, stuck in the old ways and unable to bring himself to give his daughter anything that might lead her away from a life that follows in his footsteps, a life of cobbling. More than a coming-of-age story, a story about the metaphorical mechanical keyboard for which we all secretly long, says Greg Chucker of the International Paper Cut. A novel that was written every bit as much by the heart as it was with the hands, says Carol Flush of Words Decaffeinated. It led to my imprisonment. That powerful, says Gordon Hunch of Mouth Over Teeth Weekly. QWERTY, the new bestseller by Dan Cream. Buy your copy today. Welcome back to Welcome back to The Gone Show. In case you're just now joining us, we are here with Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Stanislaw Kapustin. And we're talking about the beverage Orbits. Earlier, as you might expect, this admittedly unusual beverage sparked conversations about Satan and polywog cocktails. Now, I must say, I'm of the same mind as Stanislaw. Orbits can be explained scientifically. Stanislaw Kapustin would shake the hand of science. 
personified. Uh, despite the cocktails I've been offered in my life, I too believe in the power of science. Well, I'm new git, and I have a few more rings in my trunk than all of you. Mark my words, Canada may have bottled something unholy. Perhaps it's time to discuss specifics then. First off, for those listening who haven't seen a bottle of Orbitz before, the colored globules inside Orbitz, which help to give it its distinctive look, are gelatin. Uh, So they're not any kind of larva. Correct, it's just gelatin. It still looks like something that came out of a faucet in hell. And answer me this... What keeps those things floating in place? If Stanislaw Kapustin were forced to guess, he would say gill and gum. Actually, according to my research, that's correct. Something called gallon gum is what helps to keep those globules in place. Gallon gum? What in the name of... What is gallon gum? Gallon gum is an exopolysaccharide. Stanislaw Kapustin oversaw experiments utilizing gallon gum in an adult brown bear on space station Mir. Gelatin, gallon gum. You could be right, but I hope you realize that you might as well be using terms like hocus pocus jelly and abracadabra syrup. Uh, I hope this question isn't too unscientific. Uh, But what does it taste like? The bottle indicates raspberry citrus. I can't remember if I ever tried it. I might have tried it once, but if I did, I was a kid, and I don't remember what it tasted like. It was discontinued after being available for less than a year, so I have a hard time believing it tasted all that great. Was it available in just one flavor? No, in addition to the raspberry citrus we have here, it was also available in blueberry melon strawberry, pineapple banana cherry coconut, vanilla orange, and black currant berry. And which of those do you think tasted least like the smell from an opium den bathroom? Vanilla orange. Uh, Vanilla orange. Vanilla orange. Well, I'll give you that. Vanilla orange does sound pleasant enough, but I'm still not entirely convinced that what you have there isn't a bottle full of antichrist. My word. What else do we knew about it? Not much. The website for the beverage now belongs to a travel company of the same name. Stanislaw Kapustin has been in many orbits around Earth. But I never knew the word orbits was so popular. If I did, I would have said it more often to win the hearts of women in St. Petersburg. In doing my due diligence, I was able to access some bits and pieces from an archived version of the website for the beverage, but... I'm not exactly sure what it all means. Like gallon gum. Has anyone ever told you that you have a big mouth? Touché. As I was saying, the website made reference to something called an orbitarium and states, quote, let your conscience be your toaster, end quote. Let your conscience be your toaster. But that doesn't make any sense, you... You can't be bred to have a conscience. (laughs) All right, all right. 
What else did it say? Well, it also made reference to, quote, the Great Screensaver Massacre of 78, end quote. I knew it. A massacre. Are you going to break the seal on that bottle? No, it costs too much. Good, because if you do, I will leave. I'm not knowledgeable enough about the hereafter to be certain that orbits wouldn't mean a second death for me. For all I knew, orbitarium is Latin for hell. Calm down, would you? You'll frighten all of the toddlers who enjoy our little program here. The Great Screensaver Massacre of 78. I am not familiar with that massacre. However, after Venera 13 landed on Venus in 1982, the still classified images from the surface of that planet did cause violent and permanent madness in anyone at Mission Control who saw them. Fortunately for Stanislaw Kapustin, he used a sick day that day. Close call. Speaking of calls... Hello, caller, you're on The Gone Show. Shut up and listen to me. There isn't much time. What? Who is this? This is The Gone Show, isn't it? Yeah, but... Is it true? Are you featuring orbits on your show? Now wait, just a sec- Shut up and answer me. They're coming. Yes, we're recording an episode about orbits right now. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. Oh, sweet and sour Christ. Listen to me. Do not release this episode for your own safety. Do not release this episode. What are you- Oh no. They're getting closer. Oh no. Christ with B.O. I need to ask you, do you have a bottle? Now- Do you have a bottle of it? Yes, I have a bottle of it. Now, listen very carefully to what I'm about to ask you. Is it open? No, it's not open. Destroy it. Drunk driving Christ, destroy it. They can track it. They can find you. Stop, just stop for a second. Who are you? I was a research scientist at the Orbitarium. And when I found out what they were up to, oh no, they're here. What? Who's there? There's the informant. Tranquilize. Use the vanilla orange. No. uh... Hello? Are you there? Hello? The informant was making a call. Can we trace it? We'll consult the toaster before proceeding further. What the hell? I warned you. What is that sound? Oh my. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube. B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network. <laughs>